0: Welcome to Limited Time Only, the podcast for anyone who feels there aren't enough hours in their life. Limited Time Only is a mix of chat, comedy sketches and interviews with interesting people. We hope that we will make you smile, laugh and feel a bit brighter about the whole life, death and everything in between malarkey. Essentially we're dissecting the
1: human condition, just using a rubber chicken rather than a scalpel. I'm Esther and I'm Susie
0: and and this this is is Limited Limited Time Time Only. Only.
1: This week it's time for a bit of zen. Om. We live in a very stressful time, don't we, Esther? We absolutely do, Susan. How do you deal with
0: daily life, Esther? Um, I smoke a lot of marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> You're just not stressed. (laughs) And then I just eat a lot of crisps. I like a what's it. Yeah, you're very (laughs) chunky. And I'm very happy and giggly. (laughs) I'm quite prone to stress, actually. And I think my stress comes from control. I want to keep everything... I want to always project the best version of myself. I think the pressure I put on myself isn't helpful. Most of my stress is stress that I bring on. I had to have CBT a few years ago because I was suffering a lot with stress and my blood pressure went up and the cognitive behavioural therapist was brilliant and just sort of reframed the way I looked at things really and and that definitely helped with my stress. How does it work? I had eight sessions and I went in and talked about the things that scared me and what my issues were, what was bothering me the top one was i'm going to die and he said yes you are Yes. (laughs) newsflash it wouldn't suit everybody but for me that was brilliant because i went in and i was like i'm gonna die and i don't want to die and and he said well yeah you are gonna die Mm. next And suddenly it was so sort of straight to the point that it put a pin in the balloon of my anxiety and just deflated it. Okay, yes, you're right. Somebody being very matter of fact was quite helpful. We had eight sessions. I talked about the things that were concerning me and we'd look at how I perceived myself as well. He'd get me to write things down on a whiteboard. I was never being judged on anything. And he would sort of talk about would it matter in five years if this if it doesn't matter in five years, then it doesn't matter. If you're late in traffic, he'd give me breathing exercises. Don't worry about it. Just reframing things And I think that's really helpful I'm better at taking care of my mental health I struggled to take care of it for a long time Um, I didn't have the right tools I know that I am somebody Who is very sensitive to my surroundings So I become very overwhelmed By too much noise Mm. Because there are so many thoughts in my head But then if you've got the radio on And the kids are talking And my husband's asking me a question And I've got all these thoughts in my head I just, I I feel like I can't cope So I know when I get to that point I'm very very stressed my stress levels are rising so then I literally try and back off everything I try not to take in too much information I heard Ruby Wax being interviewed and she obviously does all this brilliant mental health and mindfulness stuff I think she's got a doctorate in mindfulness absolutely from Oxford I think it is and she does these frazzled cafes or she did that were in Marks and Spencers around the country where you could go and discuss your feelings I remember her talking and thinking this is brilliant she said our minds can only hold on to so much information and then our ram is full and we're consuming so much through social media and 24-hour rolling news and all the news is always very dramatic and in your face and There's always so much going on that I know for me, I just have to pull away and stop watching Mm. stuff. It's too much to process, isn't it? It is too much to process. Do you feel the
1: same? Absolutely. And I also get like that with my immediate, you know, surroundings. If my room is tidy, I feel like I can cope in that space. Absolutely. It is about control as well, isn't it? Like you. But I feel so much happier once I've tidied and then I can start something. People always talk about having a tidy desk. It's slightly procrastination, but I think as well, it's about order and feeling comfortable comfortable and in control and not overwhelmed even by you know a pencil case that's completely turned upside down
0: I heard something very good about this because I'm the same sometimes if I've got a lot of work to do I have to tidy up before I can sit down yeah. and start it and apparently it's because our brain takes in everything we see in the room our subconscious literally takes in the title of the book on the table yeah. if there's lots of books it's, it's, sweeping, it's storing everything yeah. and you can't think about anything. You can't process things properly because you're just noticing the clutter. Mm. I can't bear clutter, actually. I'm not a minimalist or anything like that, but I try not to have anything that I don't need because I just figure I don't want to spend my life tidying up stuff that's just not necessary. Oh, yes. So I'm better at getting rid of stuff now than I used to be a bit of a hoarder. But it is that thing of there's just too much information going into my head here. And, and so I need a clear desk. I need everything straight. And then I can sit down and I can have a look at Twitter, right, or, or do whatever. <laughs> Have a look at Twitter.
1: <laughs> we interrupt this programme with a you bash. 5% of yogis admit that their favourite position is corpse pose or simply lying on their backs with their eyes shut. The other 95% were just lying. Goodbye. I think recently I've really been far more aware of what affects my mental health and how I cope with it and I think that is partly because we have had this period of being at home for a very long time and of repetition and the same things crop up over and over again and I've really been noticing what goes on for me and I've also been trying some new things and when you said earlier about not having the right tools to cope with Stress before. We don't really know the, be- the best way to cope with stress. We often don't, no. just don't know how to deal with it. And, and my daughter, who's six, they do, um, and even in, in their reception year, they do mindfulness every day. And I think that's just so great. And I hope that happens in all schools because that's something I've only just been learning about in the last six months, really mindfulness. It's really helped me. And I think if we can give our young children the tools to be able to sit with themselves and be aware of their own presence and to feel calm and comfortable and take some time out to just be. If we can allow them that and to learn how to breathe as well, we don't know how to breathe properly, then they're gonna be set up for life really. And I hope that it will be something that helps my daughter for the whole of her life. We're going to speak to Sue Hawkins shortly, who is a mindfulness teacher. I've done a course with her. So we'll talk a bit more about that later. But that's helped me so much. And this idea of awareness of yourself and what's going on in your body and where you are and everything and being aware and being present and living in the moment. And it's all these sort of phrases that crop up over and over again. And sometimes they're like they don't mean anything, but they really do. And I have found mindfulness so helpful in coping with stress, even absolutely extreme stress when I'm, you know having a bit of a meltdown, crying, going through a mindfulness meditation, crying for the first sort of six minutes or so. And then I stop and I, I feel calmed.
0: Often when I do mindfulness, I cry a lot. And... Um... And I think it's just stuff that needs to come out that we don't tend to sit with ourselves. If Mm -hmm. there's a spare moment, we pick up our phones and we check something. If my head will be, oh, I wonder if that person's still alive or I wonder if that actor's dead or what their date of birth is. Yes, I bet you're wondering that so you can log it for future (laughs) reference. And I'm Googling stuff. If it comes into my head, I Google it. And it's just more and more and more information. Yeah. And I think it is, it's just about having the tools. And you're quite right, if our kids can learn this, because I see my daughter struggles to catch her breath sometimes and and will sometimes feel anxious. And we're not supposed to live our lives like this, are we? We're supposed no. to have time to look out the window so i think we need to teach our kids from
1: an early age mindfulness doesn't even have to be a construct it's 10 minutes long you're going to sit someone's going to speak in your ears and get you to focus on your breath it it can be as simple as looking out the window without any distractions and looking at a bird or noticing a cloud is the things that we take for granted that we don't notice that actually can bring us into the present moment that we are all part of this this world and we coexist and I'm here right now and that bird's here right now and everything's okay. This moment is absolutely as it should be and I'm fine. It's, it's that, yeah, it's that exactly. fraction of a second almost sometimes. My daughter asked me the other day, mummy, what is a moment? Oh, wow. I was like, oh, goodness Gosh. me. Um, I said, well, it's not a specific length of time. It is it's a moment. No, I didn't. How did I just explain it? I said it can be any length of time. It's usually quite a short time when either something or nothing happens. I don't know. How would you describe it as something memorable would happen
0: or not? It can, no, it doesn't have to be memorable. It's, it's I a, suppose for me, it would just be a flash, um, a, a flash of time. Yeah. A moment is now. This is a moment. That's how I would define it. I always think it, it's a nice yeah. phrase. There's a loveliness about it. A moment. Absolutely. Apart from
1: when I say, when my kids are asking me for anything, I say just a moment. Yeah. <laughs> 25 <laughs> minutes later. All right, then what did you want?
0: <laughs> and, and the thing is, as well, with mindfulness, it can be, you know, having a bath without taking your phone in and just lying in the bath. Yeah. And sometimes I try and clean but if i'm cleaning i'll try not to put the television on in the background sometimes i'll do it and i'll have music on and then that's when i find my best ideas come because i'm not consuming anything i'm just doing something and then these ideas rush into my head yeah the idea of awareness and that is making more sense
1: to me as time goes on uh and and being aware of how i react to things as well and i try to log things i'm like ah right I try and connect things up. Stresses. What makes me stressed? Sometimes you're not actually even aware of what's made you stressed. Yes. So I, I um, which is why not being on social media is quite a good thing, because sometimes you might read something that causes a little stress reaction in you. It's so small. And then you drop something on the floor and two children start fighting and you realise you haven't taken the bolognese out of the freezer and it's five minutes to five and you're meant to be giving them something to eat. So the, the, all these little things happen and then you explode at your children. Over something seemingly small. But actually it was the little something on Twitter that was
0: quite stressful that started it all off and the rest. It's the straw that breaks the camel's back, isn't it? I don't know. I'm sure you've read Dr. Chatterjee's book, but he talks about micro stressors. So you haven't slept well. That's one micro stressor. Then your alarm wakes you up on your phone. That's another micro stressor. You check your social media. That's another one. The dog slept on your bed and you haven't slept quite right there's just before you even start your day there's all of these things and so you're seemingly exploding over nothing but it's not nothing it's been a massive (laughs) build-up yeah in in a short space of time so by the time you've been up half an hour you're ready to kill somebody
1: yeah actually since the beginning of, of this year i've been doing yoga every day i've only missed probably four days maybe three actually and it's it's online, Yoga with Adrienne, who's massively popular. So I'm sure um, everyone's heard of her. And if you haven't, have a look if you're interested in doing some yoga. And I was doing it every night because that was the only time I had to myself, really, sort of after after the kids have gone to bed, after I've had something to eat I've tidied up a bit. I mean, I was sometimes doing yoga about 11 p.m., which <laughs> wasn't ideal because it was waking me up yes it's, it's invigorating often in a very surprising way you, d- you don't realize that you're you're waking yourself up um and waking your body up and it, and it's wonderful but you don't really want to be doing that at 11 p.m but now and since the start of this month I've been doing it every single morning and I've honestly been leaping out of bed because I'm so excited to do my yoga practice and have that time to myself and know that I'm going to feel really good after I've done it yeah good physically and mentally because i've been concentrating on the yoga and the poses and listening to adrian who often has amazing words of wisdom but also just chuffed with myself yeah so I would highly recommend that. I honestly love it.
0: I sometimes do yoga with Adrian as well. And I think if you can do something for yourself first thing in the morning, particularly before the rest of the household's woken up, if that's possible, I yeah. just, it yes. just reframes my whole day. I feel like I've taken care of myself. I feel proud of myself. And if I don't do that kind of thing first thing in the morning, it gets to later in the day, I think, oh, I can't be asked. Yeah. And then I feel a bit rubbish about myself then. I think, oh, typical of you. You could have done something and you didn't. <laughs> oh, it's so awful, isn't it? You beat yourself up for not doing it. Yeah, absolutely. It's ridiculous. We're so hard on ourselves. It's crazy. I try not to feel guilty, though, that
1: every morning my children are watching gubbins on YouTube or whatever while I do my yoga. Because that's the only way I'm going to get to do it. And you're a nicer mummy. And you're a nicer person. Yes, absolutely. And a smugger person. <laughs> um, I like this feeling of smugness it gives me. Um... And the feeling of
0: hotness. hotness. <laughs> Sweaty crack. <laughs> it is just working out what suits you and what doesn't suit you and I know certain things don't suit me I haven't been on Facebook I think maybe once in two weeks the difference that has made to my life because I go on I scroll through and then Mm. as you say I'll see something and it triggers something within me like even if it's a sponsored advert that says you know have you written your will and I'm like oh I didn't want to (sighs) contemplate my own death I just wanted to look at somebody's photographs and it's it's that kind of think of you know it's it's that kind of thing where you think i didn't i'd not thought of that i didn't want to think about that No, thank you no i wanted to look at somebody's holiday snaps and and there were all these things that i hadn't considered or thought about that morning and you don't need to no it's changed the way i feel about the rest of the day
1: yeah we've got to just as adrian says find what feels good yeah uh, I should be getting a fee from her for this um so I will be contacting <laughs> <laughs> but she says find what feels good and what feels good for each one of us is is different to the next person and
0: for me it's smoking marijuana and eating sits
1: to get absolutely the <laughs> and, and for me it's uh, doing yoga while my children's brains turn to mush um <laughs> big up ourselves
0: Big up our bad selves. We're smashing, smashing life. Smashing life. I don't know what the what. I don't. I mean, was that meant That's to like be Geordie it. or Jamaican? I don't know. I don't know what the accent day one. was. Um, in the Jamaican. Dear one, Big Brother House. <laughs> My Geordie accent just sounds like Sarah Millican. Day one, in the Big Brother House. I like it. Esther is eating what sits and coming off social media. Well, totally off her head. <laughs> Susie. Is doing a downward dog whilst her children are consumed by episodes of Peppa Pig. (laughs) There's an animal theme. Oh my gosh, I've got Welsh. I was going to
1: say I'm Welsh. Oh, David. David Oh, Welsh Welsh. I've owe the engine. So we've offended the Welsh, the Jamaican and the Geordies. Who's next? No
0: part of the country is safe. (laughs) CJ. Thanks for coming in to catch up. We just love your new self-help book. It's absolutely exquisite, darling.
1: Thank you, Sandra. It's come from a very personal place, so it means a lot to me to have your support. Shh.
0: We adore it. It's so... Help selfie, And who doesn't love a selfie? There's just one teeny issue, but don't worry, the team has come up with some alternatives. For what? The title, dear. Coping Strategies. It's not very sexy. Well, coping isn't sexy. But hitting the shit before the shit hits you is... Is it? A bit. How about chin up, knuckle down? What? Slim down, cheer up? Um, that really isn't in the spirit of the book.
1: How about slam dunk the grump and grow a pair? I fundamentally object
0: to that one. Yes, you're dreadful. Get over yourself. That's just rude. How to get a life? Excuse me? Or you, cope. Please stop. Oh, yes,
1: that's a possible. No, I mean, that's enough. I need a publisher who respects me and my work. We do, darling.
0: Is there a chapter on coping with criticism? You should read it. You should take
1: a long, hard look in the mirror and punch yourself in the face. Bit long, but I like it. Esther, we are now going to play a new game called Yoga or Yogi Bear. See what I did there? I love it. <laughs> love it. I'm going to say to you um, some yoga poses, some of which are real and some of which I've just made up. Right. And I would like you to tell me whether you think it's yoga or Yogi Bear. If you get the answer <laughs> right, you'll get a little namaste. If you get it wrong, <laughs> you'll get a... Oh, boo, boo. <laughs> okay, anyone who can't remember Yogi Bear. Google him. <laughs> Google him. <laughs> he was on telly from
0: 1960s on telly. they've made on a few films of him from the
1: 1960s up to probably not that long ago he's probably still on he'll be on YouTube he is on YouTube there are films I've, I've looked him up there are films of him he's there okay so Esther we will now yes. play yoga or yogi bear here we go tiny dancer
0: <laughs> I just want to sing Elton John at you um I, I thought I'd be good at this because I do know some yoga poses, but I'm I i going to say Yogi Bear.
1: Namaste. Yes! Well done. Well done. I might actually keep scores this time because I never keep scores when we play quiz. So I'm going to keep a score for how many you got right. OK, the next one Bird Dog.
0: Bird Dog? <laughs> oh, uh, Yogi
1: Bear. Uh, <gasps>
0: it's an What's actual a- yoga pose. What's
1: a bird dog? Oh, no Hang is on. it
0: is it like a do you have wings out and cock a leg or something I have actually
1: got all the poses um let me just find it's know. not
0: good for radio though is it <laughs> Well, no I can, I can describe
1: them briefly can't I uh yeah if I can find it do, 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 do. I'll cut this bit out oh yeah yeah it, it's when you're on all fours and you put your uh, right arm out and your left leg out. Oh, that's round. called or a your, bird dog. Or your left arm out and your right leg out. So the opposite arm to leg. Yeah. Like or the dog. hokey cokey. It's, yes. Whoa, do the bird dog. So that's a uh, bird dog. So that's. Uh, okay. Congrats. Okay. Next one. Little chick. Oh, Yogi Bear. Namaste. Very good. Oh, yes. It's not an actual yoga pose. Okay. Third wheel. Yoga. Uh, <laughs> oh, no well if you're there is there is a pose called a wheel but a third wheel is when you're like out on a date with a couple isn't it (laughs) you're a third wheel (laughs) i nearly laughed after saying that one uh okay
0: next one sleeping swan oh i really thought i'd be good at this and i am not at all um Yoga namaste. Yes. What's a sleeping yes. swan? A sleeping swan
1: is um, you're in extended child's pose, so you're you're on your knees and you've got your arms out in front of you and your head on the mat, right for the foot. But you've got one yes. leg out behind you, one leg stretched out behind oh, you.
0: Oh, that's quite a Rather, rather yes, it is. Yes.
1: Okay, let's go for reclining badger.
0: <laughs> oh, I hope it's a yoga. <laughs> it's a boo-boo. It's oh, is a boo boo. It's not real. It? Yeah. I oh, mean I think shame. you knew that, didn't you? But I did, but I was hopeful. I was really <laughs> I
1: hopeful. Okay. Greasy
0: pole <laughs> <laughs> Greasy Pole. <bowl. laughs> um oh again, I want it to be a
2: yoga,
0: but I'm will say yoga because I'm hopeful. Boom Oh <laughs> it's not
1: okay um sphinx (laughs)
0: sorry I didn't go to sphinx first I went to something else (laughs) not sphinxer okay uh yoga
1: namaste you do know you do know the yoga poses you are good at this uh okay let's go half frog half frog yoga namaste yes it is a yoga pose um half frog I mean it looks quite painful to be honest um I mean, frog looks horrendous. Oh, god. Is it where so, you go onto your arms? So they sort of,
0: you jump onto the back of your arms? You like are, raised... you're
1: on your tummy and you've got one oh, okay. on your tummy on the mat and you're propped up with one elbow, onto one elbow and you're holding your other, you're holding one foot, you've bent one foot back and you're holding it. <laughs> I mean, it sounds, it's basically, your, it's a contortion. You're contor- okay. contorting Okay, okay. All right, let's go for another one. Um, Funky Gibbon. Oh,
0: Yogi Bear. Not <laughs> Um right
1: I'll do I'll do two more. Fire log the word is log? that after a curry? The word
0: <laughs> I had a madras and then I had a fire log. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Oh, oh it's real <laughs> but it's not what you're thinking um it's when you've got you're sitting on your bum and you've crossed your legs but you bring one leg right up onto the other uh knee it's kind of like
0: a bit like um
1: lotus sort of like a lotus but not crossed okay. um your legs are kind of on top of each other parallel to each other
0: okay.
1: um again uh, probably not something i could achieve Uh, without breaking my hip and let's go for picnic basket
0: (laughs) oh Oh. Oh, yogi bear
1: namaste well done and i'm gonna do one more cow face (laughs) (laughs) oh the images that was a question not me being YouTube. uh yoga namaste yes it sounds so bizarre i thought that's got to yes be I thought it was a very funny one um and it's you've got your legs crossed right over each other sitting on your bum and your arms also intertwined it's eagle pose i think is the other way of doing when you're standing upright doing that but if you've got your arms wow. crossed and your palms together kind of intertwined and your legs are intertwined oh, i know i'm
0: doing Cal it now face. yes Cal i was face. too so Cal that's face. cow face Brilliant. But there's some imma-
1: Yeah, I didn't know all these at all. I've done some of them, but just not known
0: their names. Yes.
1: Well done, Esther. You scored a respectable seven points in yoga. Oh.
2: I used to do little things like listen to YouTube videos and I think I downloaded Headspace at one point and I could just never get into a routine with it. And in typical fashion with me... I kind of think about these things for a couple of years and then it happens it was the same with becoming vegan so anytime soon I really should be doing yoga all the time because
1: I've been (laughs) thinking about that so it's a two year window yeah, you think for yeah. build up to
0: something <laughs> Two years of procrastination yes. and then you're there Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> As everybody <laughs> hopes, really Today's guest is Susan Hawkins a fabulous mindfulness teacher who Susie and I have both had the pleasure of working with Susie's a mindfulness student to me in a slightly more theatrical capacity Now you may actually know Sue as she's gone viral on the internet many 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 times as one of the dancing grannies and she's the one in the yellow cardigan and the Deirdre Barno glasses Sue has worked as an actress, writer, producer and director for many years with her production company Fizzog Productions performing all over the country and indeed the world. They performed in Bahrain at the Grand Prix, appeared on Good Morning America and performed at Wembley with Bollywood legend Diljit DeSange who just happens to have 11.4 million followers on Instagram. Thank you very much. Now she's the queen of mindfulness and quite frankly one of the nicest people you will ever meet. So, we're very grateful that she's here to talk to us about being a bit more zen. Welcome to the show, Susan Hawkins.
2: It was when the shit hit the fan that I realised how powerful all this stuff is. And I kind of... I had, sadly, family members die. One of my pets died. Someone ran into the back of my car. I became an executor to a will. And had... it, It was a really stressful time and it was all in a four-month period as well and there was a lot going on and I think I surprised myself at how much I coped with everything and I know that people close to me also they were surprised at how well I coped and I absolutely 100% put it down to the mindfulness meditating every single day because if that had been me if that had happened to me three years earlier I absolutely think I would have had a breakdown because it was, it was a lot to deal with in a short space of time.
0: And I did. I'm guessing that's just how that just gave you that stability that you you knew it would, I don't know, like this too shall pass kind of thing.
2: Yes, absolutely. I mean, again, it like with mindfulness that, It's clinically proven to help with stress, depression, concentration, sleep, pain, um, anxiety, and it builds resilience as well. And I think when it comes to responding rather than reacting, that's a big thing in mindfulness. So it definitely helps you to respond in a different way rather than just you know kick off and do things like that and and don't get me wrong and and my teachers as well will say that you know you still have you'll still have moments of road rage but I think the difference is you get over it you get past it far far quicker you know rather Mm -hmm. than linger, linger on with it and hold on to it you just yeah, yeah. you just let it go and let it be far quicker so
1: when i started the course with sue it was october wasn't it we we started yeah. and i think my first 3 sessions i was probably just crying mostly wasn't i yes. <laughs> I, I was crying for like an hour <laughs> and then we'd get to the end and go we better do a meditation (laughs) um but (laughs) um and I do feel I don't know how you feel Sue but I think by the end I was probably crying less do you think yes I was yeah I think I I I think you really got me through by the end you and um, and the mindfulness have given me um just a little
0: bit more strength to to cope with things yeah do you find that quite a lot, Sue? That people cry during the the, the sessions? I think um, I think it depends on the
2: person as well because, um, yeah, I'm 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 doing one of the eight week courses at the moment with a lady and she kind of doesn't show her emotion as much as us us three. We're all emotional
1: creatures, <laughs> drama queens. Is that the other?
0: <laughs> That's the other phrase, isn't it? Let's be fair. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. <laughs>
1: So I, I think I
2: think it kind of depends on the person. But, you know, I, I'm always happy for that. If some I completely agree, crying is a release. It's something that you're holding on to that needs to come out. And if it doesn't come out with tears, it will come out in a different way, whether it's through, you know, some kind of illness, whether it's like a anger related, you know, kind of shouting thing, it it'll come out some way and and I I think crying is the best way it absolutely is because you feel so much better afterwards
1: you are so brilliant at listening and and holding um somebody even on zoom I felt very you know safe to say what was on my mind and and to be upset and not feel embarrassed about that um and to feel kind of safe in your arms really in your presence um and i think that i mean that is a real skill that you've got an innate skill there which obviously is is so great to have teaching mindfulness um is that something you've had to work on Going into this as 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 a teacher,
2: I I, I didn't think I didn't even realise I was that good until you've just said. So (laughs) (laughs) it's um I I actually think again putting it down to my my own practice and I you know I meditate twice a day every day sometimes more and and I think the you know the listening to other people and everything i think that comes from that i think i've always been a bit like that you know but i i think it's it's become it's developed more since i've been doing this myself as well mm.
1: we haven't discussed what exactly mindfulness is because i think there are there are some misconceptions yeah. about what it is
2: i like to explain it best as it's learning to live in the moment and one of the best descriptions by um, Jon Kabat-Zinn, who was the guy who's... He's kind of known as the godfather of mindfulness. He was the one who integrated what he was doing, I suppose, scientifically with Buddhist teachings. And he mm-hmm. was the guy who in the 70s brought it to America and created the Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction Programme, which, which is what my eight-week programme is based on. And mindfulness-based cognitive therapy and he created mm. all of these and his best description is paying attention on purpose non-judgmentally so it's right. all about being aware because how I like to describe it as well is if you're fully in the moment you're not dwelling on the past and you're not stressing about the yeah. future and it is mm. the best place to be and simply using your breath is a way to bring you right back to that moment if you're if you're doing a few deep breaths and again it's what people do i mean i don't know if you've seen it but there's an amazing video that's gone viral of two little brothers one is six one's four at the moment Mm. and the six-year-old that the the little one's having a bit of a meltdown and the six-year-old is standing in front of him going just breathe breathe oh and it's (laughs) beautiful And again, it's that whole breathing is what grounds us, it anchors us. And mindfulness is all about focusing and whether you're focusing on your breath or you're focusing on what you can hear or you're focusing on your body and various, you know, it's that that to me is is what it's all about. And the more that you can do that. The, the more benefits that you'll start when you're talking about mental health, you know, you'll, you'll notice, you'll start to notice the benefits you won't ever get your mind empty <laughs> it's and and John Kabat-Zinn says that as well if you're trying to completely empty your mind of thoughts you're just going to cause yourself a headache <laughs> and, and I always say it's just the mind doing what the mind does because you're always going to have thoughts yeah so you meditate twice a day how long do you do it for I do transcendental meditation deep meditation twice a day 20 minutes a day it's the first thing I do as soon as I I get up on a morning
0: when you started doing the meditation regularly would you say you noticed there was a turning point the
2: first thing I noticed was my energy levels yeah. because um, we do a radio show on a Friday morning on black country radio and I would kind of force myself because again with these things you you have to it's called a practice for a reason you have to put the time in and you have to practice and I used to get up at I think at this time, about 20 past six. And then it was a case of, well, I've got to fit my 20-minute meditation in before I go to the radio station. So I was getting up at six o'clock and for the first couple of weeks, it was a bit, it was hard, you know. But the energy I had when I got to the radio station was like nothing I'd experienced before because I was always tired. Yeah. And I just that was the first thing I noticed was how much more energy I had and and then like I say it just it felt great I felt like you know I was looking after myself more and that whole self-care is a big big thing for me and you've got to Mm. take that time out you've got to look after yourself yes you can still look after other people at the same time but you you're not able to look after other people
1: unless you're able to look after yourself first. What would you say to people who think they can't fit it into their day I
2: always, I always think and, and I go back to what I've just said you, you have to force yourself sometimes and I think or I, a lot of people say uh, and I used to be exactly the same that I don't have time mm. I don't have time so what I do is like I just I get up earlier If you know, I used to get up at a certain time, if I know I want to fit that 20 minute meditation in, then I will get up earlier, because I know how better I'm going to feel for the rest of the day. It's a bit like going to the gym, you know, you're going to feel better afterwards. But you have to force yourself. And again, when people say they don't have time, We all have time Mm. to sit and watch Netflix for four hours. Yes. Yeah. So we will all sit on our phones and look through Instagram or, you know, and have a look on various different things. And before you know it, you've spent 15 minutes on your phone. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's fifteen minutes that you could have been doing something else, or yeah. so that's kind of how I look at it.
0: Well, it's building into your routine, isn't it? They say it takes twenty-one days yeah. to build something in. So, like, I wouldn't consider going unless I was very drunk. I wouldn't consider going to bed without brushing my teeth and taking my makeup off because it's what I do. And it's when it yes. just becomes automatic. Yeah, and I think that's what it's all
2: about. It's sometimes you have to force yourself, and then it becomes a habit. And it becomes, yeah. for me now, meditation is just part of my life. I yes. I wouldn't, I, I can't imagine not doing it.
0: So if somebody wanted to start meditating and wasn't sure where to start, uh, I suppose this is a couple of questions, really. How would you suggest they begin? And secondly, tell us a bit about your course and what it involves, because it sounds like a great way of introducing to people, you know, yeah. and getting them into a routine. Well,
2: what I've kind of started doing is offering a free 30-minute taster session because I think that's a great way to find out if it's for you or not because it's not for everyone, you know. Yeah. And again, sometimes I think it's about timing. It's whether it's like me and yoga. <laughs> it's not the right time for me at the moment. <laughs> I think it's, it's about timing and putting that, you know, dedicating that time. But in the taster sessions, I talk about what mindfulness is all about. And we do a couple of very short meditations. And I talk about my experience, how it's benefited me, what the benefits are, how it's helped other people. And I ask them why they're interested in doing it as well and i have to say from doing taster sessions i would say 80 percent of the people that have done a taster session with me now come to my weekly sessions
0: yeah do you think that's one of your motivators for going into this is that you you found it helps you and you want to make a difference absolutely
2: yeah yeah I, Mm. i think for me i i just i know how powerful it is I really do because of the way it helped me and the way I can see it helping other people with you, Susie. when, when The one thing that really, I think it was at the end of the eight weeks and it was the day that you had, you'd forgotten your phone, you'd forgotten your card and you had got the train to Birmingham.
1: Got the, yeah, yeah, I've told this story. Yeah, on the, yeah, yeah. And it was. was sh- it was. I think it was to Brixton, not quite as far as Birmingham. But oh right, it felt as far as Birmingham.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have much. You phone. coped with it. You handled it really mm. well. And I just. And I. That for me was a proper
1: yes moment yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I,
0: I do attribute it to the mindfulness, definitely,
1: definitely.
2: Yeah.
0: Would you do a little session with us now, just a short one that people can join in with and just get a little taster?
2: Absolutely, I will.
0: Yay! Looking forward to this. Right.
2: First of all, I have to introduce my trusty triangle. <laughs> I love that sound. Slightly obsessed with with my triangle since I've had it.
0: Hi, hi, campus
2: this one helps a lot of people sleep as well I, a lot of people that come to the sessions who have trouble sleeping will do this they'll get into bed and then they'll do this and then the next thing they know it's morning so which is Gorgeous. amazing. Yeah. Oh.
1: <laughs> sue guided esther and i in a five minute box breathing meditation rather than spring a meditation on you we've made this available as its own separate limited time only podcast for you to try at any time it's on all major apps and on our website. You can download time for a mindfulness meditation and enjoy some breathing space at your own leisure.
2: And when you're ready in your own time, just gently open your eyes.
0: Ah, oh, I should just float off now. <laughs> oh, thank you.
1: Thank <laughs> you so oh, it's much. So good.
0: Oh,
1: oh, it's just so nice. It just feels like the space just giving yourself some space yeah. in your body. And your head, and I was just thinking, because obviously I was thinking thoughts during it (laughs) because I couldn't stop completely. But it was, I just thought, oh, I'm, you know, I'm sitting on this chair and doing this in front of a microphone, and and Sue's on Zoom, and but I thought I could, you can do this anywhere, can't you? You can do this on a bus, you could do it in a car. It doesn't have to be this kind of sacred special lots of time uh special oils burning it's just something that you can do at any point in the day and absolutely anywhere isn't it absolutely and and the thing
2: um i I want to go back as well to what um you said esther earlier about the whole self-care thing with self-care it's i think it's alien to us i think Mm, we're mm. so used to putting other people's needs first and i think again there's this mis- misconception that self-care is selfish and yeah. it's it isn't it's looking after yourself so you have the ability to help other people as well as mm. and and it is so so important
1: we'd like to say thank you so much guru sue <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> you're my guru anyway um for coming on and talking so brilliantly about mindfulness and your experience of it and how it can help other people. Um, and I think you will have inspired a lot of people today, including me, Esther. Oh, yes,
0: thank you so much. It's been lovely to have you on. Oh,
1: thank you for having me. Thank you so much.
0: You have been listening to <laughs> Limited Time Only. If you've enjoyed this episode, then why don't you share it with someone you think would enjoy it too? Please like, follow or subscribe so we can pop into your ears on a regular basis. We'd love to hear your thoughts
1: on the podcast. Your glowing reviews will help to shape future episodes and help
0: other people to find us. You can join the Limited Time Only conversation on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And you can email us hello at limitedtimeonlypodcast.com. We'll
1: be back for more next time. But But for for now, now... Namaste.